door and we step inside. We're inside our hearts. Now imagine your pain as a white ball of healing light. That's right. Your pain, the pain itself, is a white ball of healing light. Good morning, everybody. What's happening, Hoops? Welcome to the program. It's Enough, the only podcast about movies and television. Hosted by Ryan Eckner and myself, we are the Turkey Boys. And we're staring down a piping hot show for you tonight, as I stumble over my words. The, um, yeah, soundboard, alive and well. We're roaring. How's it going, bud? We're good. We got it's a big show. The Fight Club soundtrack. I thought that'd be funnier than it was. Yes. We got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is our featured review we're going to get to later. We were going to do a sideshow about it at the end of last week's show, but uh, Ank had to see about a girl. You understand, fans. It was a whole deal. And I hope I enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> the Bachelorette aired its big season finale. We're going to get into that. This is, And we're about to see Hobbs and Shaw after we record this episode. Is this the best night of our lives or what? It is. It's all happening. This is like season finale type stuff. Take a stand together. <laughs> yes. Do we have any correspondence from the fans to start? I got us nothing off? this week. Did you? Uh, not nothing so much. at all. I'd like to remind the fans that if you rate and review us on iTunes, we'll read it on air. And I got a quick one right here, a new one. This is a five star review, mind you, and it reads. Uh, the title is Turkey Boys to Men, which I thought was fun. <laughs> and then the it says, they call it obituaries because they're announcing that they're sending a bit to the grave. Just a little help for the newbies out there. And I was impressed by this. The fans are better than us. Did you know who wrote at, that? At promoting and explaining the show. It was Brian, fan of the yeah, show. Brian! Hey, Brian. We love you, pal. Love you, bud. But yeah, we should, uh, we should explain the segments better when we start them. I feel like... In my head, like, we explained it when we first did it, so I'm like, oh, everyone knows. <laughs> everyone gets it. But, uh, we're gonna be doper about that. But yeah, rate and review us on iTunes, make it five stars, make it fun and informative like this one, and we'll read it. And you wanna get right into the news? I'm into it. He's into it. We, um, we're gonna start doing the top five movies at the box office. Because that's just, you know, like Howard does, it's a fun little... It's a fun thing. Musculate you. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, are you going to say anything, or are you all soundboard? <laughs> are you just a soundboard operation now? I'm Fred now. Okay. Um, it's just me talking. The first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Kanye West wanting Danny McBride to play him in a biopic. Did you see yeah, anything I, about this? I did see that. I know nothing about it. That's all I saw, and I don't know if it's a bit or... That sounds like something Kanye would say. I mean, I don't... Him like, I watched every episode of Vice Principals. He's hilarious. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> no, I saw it all, too. Is that done, or do they have one more season? No, it's that's long done. He's coming back with The Righteous Gemstones. Right. That, that new did HBO Walton show. Goggins get a part in that? Or? He did. He actually looks very... He's playing like a tan guy with white hair. He's looking very wacky. He's looking um, right in the pocket. They're a good team. I'm glad he's uh, able to keep going with... Uh, with Danny. Yes. But since I brought up just the top five sure. movies at the box office, number five, Crawl. 
which we saw. I enjoyed Ank less so. Stupid. It was the alligator movie. It was a uh, it was a hot ticket. Number four is Toy Story Four. Makes which, sense. Same kind of a deal. I enjoyed it. Ank less so. Nope. Out. He's out. Number three, Spider Man: Far From Home. I'm like a brain surgeon, a Spider Man. Ow, ow. Which I, I saw all of these, which is fun. I saw that. It was fine. I did a review a couple episodes ago. Wait, let me guess, can let me guess back number three. I just said number three. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider Man's three. Okay. Number um, two. Uh, two is um, Once Upon a Time. Yes. Unfortunately, The Lion King beat it. Yes, he knows. Second weekend, which, which it was is cool. Unheard of. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was Tarantino's highest opening weekend ever. That's okay. big for him. But still didn't beat the, the Turkey King. Which is just unstoppable, even though everybody hates it. Everyone's oh. just like, I guess I'll just see it anyways. Ugh. Which I did too, but I snuck into it, and I walked out, so that's the only proper way to do that. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yes. Um, some more new. The Wahlburger series finale was last night. It's over. Well, and I didn't watch it. I, I don't watch that show. I thought you said it got a 10th season, or this was the 10th season. And it just ended. So we've been talking about it for the whole season, I guess. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're still with it. <laughs> they just roared right through. And I don't watch that show. I can only assume that there was a big twist ending where Donnie Wahlberg is a rat prick and Mark has to kill him and turn him into Wahlburger meat or something cool like hey, that. Hey, get in the grinder. Yeah. Make you into burgers. <laughs> How you doing? This morning I woke up and I had a big erection. <laughs> it wouldn't go down. I had to pee. Peed all over the bathroom. A big cross for the Lord. I listened back to the show from last week, and when you said he does the hundred push-ups for the Lord, I had a laugh. Yeah, I like to sneak in his. For the Lord is funny. Religiosity. In. Some more news. Uh, it looks like that Baby Driver sequel is actually happening. Oh, I wrote this down too. What for some the fuck? reason, and I love Edgar Wright, but I did not love Baby Driver, and it does not need a sequel. It's very much a one and done yes. flick. Yes, it's it was like a not whole even story. just the movie itself, but it has no rewatchability either. Awful rewatch. Horrible rewatch. The first time I saw it, it was like, I got like advanced tickets because I'm a big fan. I was all jazzed to see it. And I was like, that was pretty good because that opening car chase is like really cool. But then it just like goes nowhere. And I don't even know what they would do for a sequel. Baby Flyer? He's like roaring around in a plane now? Yeah, that's like how they said they might take the Fast and the Furious franchise to space. The writer, when talking about the upcoming 10th uh, iteration said he wouldn't be opposed to doing it in space. Yeah. He I've didn't say he was going to, but... I've seen that story before. He's talked about that since, like, the sixth one, since they started getting, like, real ridiculous. They'll get there. Vin, yeah, I think we need that. Yeah. Vin in space and, like, Stick a lean... <laughs> Vin Diesel in a lean space suit, just, like, roaring, like... I can't wait for Hobbs and Shaw. NASA, NOS, NASA? That's nothing. Wait, 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 what can you wait for? Hobbs and Shaw. It's yeah. going to be great. It's unbelievable. That is, that, like, we're finally there. We're about to see Hobbs and Shaw. I can't even believe it. I'm going to be so starstruck finally seeing the movie. It's been a long time. Yes, long time coming. The Irishman trailer came out. Poof, should I play it? You haven't even seen it yet. No. Haven't? You want to watch it? Yeah. All right. Or, do you have to do a... No. Give me a second. It'll take two seconds. This, this movie has been delayed and talked about endlessly. I didn't think it was ever actually even going to come out, but it looks like it's finally happening. Just de-aging De Niro? Yeah. For people who are unaware, this is the new uh, Martin Scorsese, 
who uh when when was this supposed to come out like three years ago and it was it had like a christmas release and then it fucking at least (laughs) they kept pushing it yeah it was supposed to like definitively come out at least like a year and a half ago but they're just like eh, it's not ready They've been working on this this CGI de-aging, which I think they need to take a few more years because it does not look like they nailed it. CGI face De Niro looks rough. He looks like a video game character in, like, Grand Theft Auto. The, um... Conveniently enough, my remote's not working. Good. Because God doesn't exist. God is a superstition. I'll sneak in some more trailer talk while we're waiting for this. There's a new movie, The Lighthouse, a new A24 movie from the director of The Witch, which wasn't a great movie, but it looked very cool, and you can tell he's got a a good movie in him. I can't remember his name, but uh, this movie looks cool. It's got Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Fun duo. They're like lighthouse keepers, and they both go insane and like do a bunch of wacky stuff. It looks good. Okay, so the Irishman trailer is not on the trailers app. Wow. We should abandon this. This is not it's over. going yeah, it's well. It's not happening. <laughs> and also, the Zombieland 2 trailer looks very bad, even as far as 10 years later sequels go. It's Abigail like, Breslin just stealing the show? Yeah. And no, I like, it's a movie that no one needed. And it's nothing but like bad one-liners and slow-motion zombie kills on a low budget. And they do a big bit where like it's like Academy Award winner Emma Stone... And then, like, Academy Award winner Woody Harrelson. What did Woody win for? Or maybe it was nominated. Yeah. Because then they do nominated for Eisenberg and What's-Her-Face 2. And it's like, ah, this is like a a bit you do in, like, a spoof movie. And It is a spoof movie. I can't believe Emma Stone came back for it. She won an Academy Award, like, two years ago. She's like, yeah, I guess I'll do Zombieland 2. I remember liking Zombieland 1. It's fine. It's like, it's whatever. It has, like, some good scenes, but a sequel, it's just going to be the same thing, but worse. And the things that get sequels are just so puzzling to me. Like, I'm supposed to get excited about Zombieland 2? Can't wait for the Hitman bo- Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife, or whatever that's called. Sequel Who's in that time. one again? That's the Ryan Reynolds, Samuel right, L. Right, Samuel, Jackson. but who are, the, who are the wives? I don't know, probably Speaking like... Speaking of wives, you want to... Regina King and <laughs> Allison Janney. <laughs> Allison Janney. <laughs> Yeah, I. It's they basically just do sequels and reboots, and that's it. Yes. And spinoffs, and we're supporting it tonight, but that's okay. Yes, only options. Well, the jerks start called. They're running out of you. There he is. <laughs> the uh, do you have any more news? I, I do. Uh, news wise, I do indeed. Very much. I was much thinking, so. there's that new Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and De Niro. And what? then they're doing the Teddy Roosevelt biopic. Basically, like, Scorsese has, like, four things in the can with Leo. Marty mentioned this the other day, so oh, I looked yeah. it up. I don't even know if that's news. There's always, like, six they're movies like that they're talking about yeah. making. Like, yeah, I don't think that's official or um, The Irishman's going to open the New York Film Festival. Mm. They announced Triple X4. Oh, yeah. Which I know I'm, is big news for the people I'm, of the show. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. That came out uh, a little bit ago. And they got back the visionary director who did the third version. Or the third uh, iteration, whatever you want to call it. The one where Vin Diesel uh, skis in a jungle to uh, give the poor people of the town the, Is that the, one I the wanted TV to walk broadcast out of? for a soccer game. Yes, you wanted to walk out. I was locked in. I needed it. Sorry I ruined that for you. I it, won't do that tonight, I promise. Wow, I don't believe you. 
<laughs> I'm winking, folks. He's winking. You're not going to walk out during Hobbs and Shaw. That would be just unthinkable. Do you have any more news? You want to get into what we've been watching a bit? Sure. I was watching uh, Lights Out, the new David Spade late night Comedy Central show. Which Is it funny? Isn't it Lights Out with David Spade? Probably. They smushed his name in the title. It's funny because they had a show exactly like this a few years ago. That was called The Hollywood Show with David Spade. And now they're just like doing it again. But it's like any other late night show. He comes out, does some jokes, talks to the guests. He had Neil Brennan and Whitney Cummings on the first episode. They were funny. And then they did this funny taped piece where uh, he he got his driver to do stand-up on stage. But he was wearing an earpiece and he was just saying what everything that... David Spade and uh, Jeff Ross told him to say. I always love that bit. Yeah, it was very funny. It's worth watching just for that. But uh, it's part of a larger thing about how it's weird Comedy Central these days. They used to have like all the popular good shows like Nathan For You and... I loved that show. Key and Peele and... I don't know, Inside Amy Schumer was kind of funny. They they used to have shows that people watched, and now they're like... I, yeah, it was a destination for TV, and we actually cared, and now it's kind of just... Yeah, like, it like, just sort of exists. Now they're like, let's try that David Spade show again and reboot Crank Yankers? That's Are they getting back in the original Yankers? Like, yeah. okay. Yeah, like, what's-his-face is involved? Yeah. Florentine. Yeah. Yeah, my bag. He's funny. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of a bummer. Whoever's like running Comedy Central is running it into the ground. Oh. They, they used to be on top, and now they're like out to lunch. Want to do one of our feature reviews, which is Widows, the Steve McQueen Widows. movie? Sure. Steve, is uh, it Stephen McQueen? McQueen. The um, I just watched this the other night. I got, a little, I got a little summary here for the fans. Summary's good. This is on HBO if you want to check it out. Set in contemporary Chicago amid a time of turmoil to to... Four women with nothing in common except a debt left behind by their dead husband's criminal activities take fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a solid uh, old-school kind of thriller caper. I thought it would have more action. It was more of like a, a drama thriller type of deal. And I knocked in the window and startled her a little bit, and then I explained to her who I was, and I changed her flat tire for her. Oh, you're playing a wildly unrelated <laughs> clip of our friend talking about changing a tire. Um, yeah, I, you terrorist. I, it, le- it in the very beginning, it opens with Liam Neeson just making out with Viola Davis. Yes, that was a strong and way to start a film. It's Michelle Rod- showering together and making out like Ugh, deeply. <laughs> I hated it. And then like Michelle Rodriguez as like this mother and store owner. Mm. And I mean, I wrote down that I don't find her believable in anything beyond the Fast and the Furious franchise, and maybe as like an undercover lesbian Ooh. outside of those that world. You're only in on her as Letty. Yes. And I liked the fact that there was no build-up. It just went right into the action. Yeah, it had a cool opening scene where, what you're talking about, they were introducing all the characters and then showing their husbands on a job, and it goes bad, and then it, it's cool. And it also had some very artful scenes. Like, there's a sequence where it's just a shot. Like, the camera's on top of a car, and it's just going, like, back and forth, showing you, like, the neighborhoods they're driving through, while the characters in the car are, like, talking about this 
the status of the neighborhoods. It was cool. It was very it was cool and, and, and dope. There were certain parts of it that I felt shoehorned. Like there was it, Steve McQueen is a black he, director. He did Twelve Years a Slave. I think he won for that. He did. Best yeah, director, which is was at the time I think deserved. But like yeah. with this, it was like he was trying to make a statement with like he had a black son Viola Davis's and Liam Neeson's son yeah that part and seemed a little it just they shoved it in like it was like they hadn't even established the fact that she had a son mm. and him just on the phone with the father going dad dad was like they're establishing like that's not continuity that's just them like yeah. blatant they might as well have had a sign that said this is the son yeah and then he gets they pulled over it was confusing actually and he gets but, pulled yeah. over and it's like okay now they're doing the the Trayvon Martin thing which is something we should all be aware of but it just felt out of place like yeah. it, I thought it was if you're going to do that there's a better way to do it where it's more impactful and I just felt like it didn't resonate at all because all mm. I could think about was like not only did they stick this kid in a red Mercedes convertible which is distracting as it is because it's a car you don't see very often it just to me it was it was off and it felt weird i liked how it had zero of like the girl power woke female stuff that you might imagine it would yeah i thought it was going to be heavy on that and yeah, it was not it didn't have any of that it was just a good story that like happened to focus on a mostly female cast i thought that was great which i appreciated about it but yeah it kind of got a little less interesting as it went like the first half i was like this is like a new classic and then it kind of like I didn't like not like it, but it lost a little steam. And uh, Viola, or however you say, Viola Davis, she's really good at crying. They, they, That's they, pretty much her only note. They, she can turn it on in like a second. In like five scenes in this movie, she's just like waterworks, boom. You're forgetting like, to mention the Lucas Haas butt shot during yeah. that sultry love scene yes. with the tall blonde woman. She's quite a babe. Elizabeth Debicki? I was not she familiar with She looks kind of like Big Bird. <laughs> She, yeah, she's a very tall... She's like a, a hot, funny, Brienne of Tarth type woman. <laughs> I'm into it. She's a biggin. Biggin. Um, yeah, Robert Duvall's in it looking intensely old. That scene at the end when they're... And he's like, put your gun down, put up your, put up your dukes, or whatever yeah. he says, and he just looks like he's 150 years old. He looks, like, alarmingly old. I was like, oh, no, Rob. Yeah, he's, he's going to die soon. Yes. Somebody should pick him in the death pool. Do you want to uh, sneak in some shots real quick, just before uh, I forget? Sure, I have a few, I think. Holy I, shit, I have no shots again. Wow. You're like, you're turning I finished, over a new leaf. I'm finishing these movies. You're like a cinephile, and I'm like turning off everything. I shut off this movie called Share, which is, it's on HBO. It's an A24 <laughs> movie, which is normally really good. And it's about this girl who finds out that she passed out at a party, and these guys made a video of them like, sexually harassing her and oh, making Jesus. fun of her and it What's becomes it a whole thing share like the video got shared that's like what they're S-H- going for. oh i was thinking like all i could think about oh. was sh- like share share like, and yeah. i was like how Turn does back she- time baby yeah <laughs> oh. i was like how does she work herself into this <laughs> that would have been more fun that's where my mind went but yeah it was a very serious topic but the movie was very boring and lifeless it was like an episode of euphoria but didn't have any of the fun stuff it was like just without like, good production yeah and it was just like sure euphoria just, would be a big pile of shit if it wasn't done so well yeah and i turned it off i also turned off slash raised on the sunset strip which is a documentary about the guitarist from guns and roses slash and like <laughs> oh there's share right on time <laughs> Perfect. Nice minute delay. But yeah, 15, 15 minutes into this, I'm like, what am I, a big Slash guy? Why am I watching this? 
And I yeah, just that doesn't make any sense. And they promoted this as a quote-unquote original DirecTV Guitar Center di- documentary. Like, <laughs> like the store? Yes. Which, like they're funding films yeah, now? Them and DirecTV teamed up for this slash doc. I think that's why I turned it on. I was just like, is this real? I wanted to see like how bad the production was, which it seemed fine. But I think Redbox original said no, so they went to DirecTV. Isn't that funny? Like, can you picture like Slash? Just, obviously, he's got a lot of money. He's probably sitting in his mansion. Like he gets a phone call from his agent. Like, okay, now Michael or whatever his real name is. He's like, I got, I got something for you. Don't hang up. Like it's, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Yeah. It's, I, I spoke with the guys over at DirecTV, and like it's already. <laughs> he's like, uh huh. And he's like, yep, and then... Have you spoken to the muckety mucks at Guitar Center, though? Remember that time in? we got you that big box of picks? Yeah. <laughs> They're back in. It's time to pay back, baby. Where's the love for me? But yeah, and uh, I got a quick little obit. Oh, boy. What's your obit? <laughs> oh, boy. Do I need to get the clip ready? It's not a clip. This is... I'm trying to expand the breadth of this segment. Okay. With, Play jazz. Uh, I didn't pick one, so I'm saying submarine movies. Done. We were talking Agreed. about this I fucking the other hate day. them. They're dead. They're over. Uh-huh. Couldn't agree with you more. I Nothing saw, worse. I saw a clip from a new one, and it's just like Ugh. it got me thinking. There isn't one decent one. Hunt for Red October, which is a cons- considered the best one, sucks. Das Boot sucks. Crimson Tide sucks. K19, The Widowmaker, obviously sucks. The- <laughs> They're all claustrophobic turkeys that are shot on, like, one set. They're all dark. None of them are fun at all. Um, yeah. They're done. I'd say it's easily one of the worst sub-genres. Ha ha. You got it. (laughs) Yeah, it's over, guys. Sorry, no more submarines. Hunt for Red October stunk. Yeah, like, email in if you can think of one that you even thought was, like, watchable. Like, they're all Battleship. (laughs) <laughs> That's not a submarine movie. And they don't go underneath. I don't think so. No, but Liam- I can't even think of any. Like I just don't watch them. Yeah. I didn't even like the Life Aquatic or uh, whatever. Steve's assume. that wouldn't even be considered one. Anything in the ocean, I'm out. You're out on the ocean now too. No more ocean. <laughs> Kids out on space and the ocean. That's I hate not- my father. I hate my life. <laughs> but I feel great, man. Good. I got you with that one. That was the only one that hit so far. I'm keeping track. <laughs> I mean, I'm having fun. Uh, yeah, submarines are gone. I'll and, give the, I'll give you that 100%. And one more thing. While we're talking about the ocean, Shark Week is going on right now. Talk about things that we've had enough of. Like, why don't you switch it up with another animal? Is there anyone who's really getting excited? Like, oh, I get to watch, like, hours of boring programming of just shots of sharks just, like listing through the water doing nothing in particular they don't even show them like eating people or other fish that's what i'm talking about baby see a clip that actually fits that's what that's scotty boy's been on me about make but hitting the clips that make sense and that was the first one i got i'm really proud of it he's in and i can't wait for the next one wow he's on fire he's so back but like, have there been any innovations since last Shark Week? I bet they use the same footage from last. Who would even notice? It's all just like, sharks are boring. And if you're in on Shark Week, I think you're boring. It's sorry. One of those things where it's, and then they keep all the local news keeps talking about how many sharks there are on Cape Cod. And yes, Shark Week has jumped the shark. Nailed it. Yes. The um. Some more reviews. 
I um this is the final episode before we see Hobbs and Shaw. And I wanted to get reacclimated with the familia. So I popped on Fast and Furious Six the other day. Oh. Which is the one where Letty has amnesia. And it's just Ugh. so stupid and hilarious. At least the lines of dialogue. I forgot about that. Where she says this verbatim, I wrote this down. Just because you know how I ride doesn't mean you know me. To which Dom replies, You know what they say where I'm from. Show me how you drive, I'll show you who you are. <laughs> and it's just... And it's time to take a stand. <laughs> that one less sensical, but <laughs> the timing was good. <laughs> and also, this is the one Paul Walker goes to jail in this one to figure out who tried to kill Letty. And, like, he almost gets killed in jail and does this whole thing. It's like, who cares who tried to kill it? Just She's alive. Just go get her and cure that amnesia. Paul died after six? He died, he died during The seven. making of seven. Correct. So this is the last full Paul Walker performance in six. But, yeah, I watched it. It's, you know, not great. It's just an incredible series. Can't wait to go see Hobbs and Shaw right after this episode. I have also been watching, uh... I had that Hobbs and Saw post the other day. That was was very funny. Two legit LOLs out of both me and Michael Montero. Montero. I was laughing imagining, like, The Rock and the Saw guy interacting. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Like, you jabroni? Yes. Okay, brother! And, like, picking up his little tricycle and (laughs) running to some vehicle together. Yes. It doesn't matter what my name is. But, yeah, they're a fun dude fun duo they'll be fast and loose uh, i've also been watching the boys on amazon prime is that good everybody keeps talking about it i'm liking it and i know you're superheroed out and i heard it's kind of dark so am i quite frankly it's very dark and like outrageously violent and like wacky and funny like watching it several times i thought like this is an ang show you'll like legitimately like it it's on Amazon Prime. It's uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg produced. <laughs> but How yeah, many like, episodes? There's only eight. Eight hour long. I watched well, the first two. I'm roar through those. Yeah. I'm liking it. Like, they have an evil Superman who has, like, an American flag for a cape, and he has, like, Trumpish rallies, and then he goes and gets breastfed by Elizabeth Shue. Cape, where are? Cape, have a... And, like, superheroes... I enjoy the show. Superheroes blackmailing each other into having sex with them. Like, wild stuff. It's, uh... I'm enjoying it. I'm down. It's The Boys on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um... Do we want to get to our featured review? Let's talk Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then Bachelorette, then Departed, then we're out. Ba-ba-ba! Fair? Yes. Cool. So, yes, we saw the new Tarantino Oh, my goodness, did I enjoy it. And it was quite good. Let me give a little summary, just in case... I think people are aware of this, but just for someone out there. Yeah, go ahead. Hollywood 1969, TV star Rick Dalton and his longtime stunt double Cliff Booth make their way around an industry they hardly recognize anymore. The ninth film from writer-director Quentin Tarantino features a large ensemble cast and multiple storylines in a tribute to the final moments of Hollywood's golden age. Coming at you. Ooh, you just hit the post, motherfucker. And as I mentioned, this is his highest grossing domestic opening weekend ever, which is good for him. I think it's helped by the fact that this year, and particularly this summer, have been pretty weak movie-wise. I was sitting there watching, like, finally, like, something, like, a good movie. I was just like, yes. 
Yeah, it felt so good to see a good movie in the theater again. Yeah. Michael Madsen, also, to see him back made me really happy. He needed that work. I heard his voice. I started laughing. I take back everything I ever said about Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, you knew that I was going to have a pop-by. I was actually waiting for a Tarantino cameo. I thought he was going to... I was surprised there wasn't one. I thought he was going to pop by as a guy who, like, points a gun at a pair of feet until it says the N-word or something fun like that. No N-words, which I liked. That was the big thing. There's not an N-word in this movie. He's really grown up. You grows up and you grows up. But uh, I saw a lot of people don't seem to like this movie. We both liked it a lot. Online, it's people are like bashing it, saying it's too long, it's all what have you. But well, if you go into a Tarantino movie saying that you think it's too long, you're kind of an ass because I mean, it yeah, was, this is what he does, don't you know? Have you gone to a Tarantino? He, look, he none made, of his movies are below two and a half. He made a movie so long he had to split it up into two movies, and no one ever does that. That's not a thing that happens. On Earth. On Earth. And I love movies about movies. One of my favorite subgenres. This is very much one of those. And Leo and Brad Pitt. Duo of a lifetime, I wrote. I literally wrote the exact same thing. <laughs> I really like the idea of an actor and his stunt double being a duo that hangs out. Like, they're... Like, he's a stunt double, then they go to Leo's place and, like, drink beers and eat pizza and, and watch Leo's show and, like, comment on it. Like, Brad Pitt offering Leonardo DiCaprio that acid-laced joint, and yeah. Leo says, my booze don't need nobody. Yeah. I was like, that's the best line in the movie. That like, that's really awesome. Good. There's so many great lines. And, and the, They're watching, like, I like how you chewed the gum in that scene, like, watching him act. It's like, what'd you think of the gum? Yeah, <laughs> it reminded me of, like, us watching something and talking over it. Yeah, like, it. what'd you think about that? Yeah. Like us listening to this stupid show. Yes. Very comparable. I leaned over like ten times and said like, wow, such a Tarantino shot. Like every time there was Look at feet, this shot, yeah. The feet, screen. we noticed all the feet. I mean, I'm, the feet thing with him is like a hack bit at this point, but he really, there was like seven like over-the-top feet sequences. I was waiting for Lena Dunham's feet to get some attention, but he kept those puppies Woof. under wraps. She actually was okay. Yeah, she didn't even really have much dialogue. She was kind of like a background actor. Which is where she needs to live. And yeah. Putting her in the front. like she, I think she's a good writer and creator or whatever. I like that main girl, that uh, Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers, who I found out recently is the daughter of Andy McDowell, which was a fun fact. And also Kevin Smith's daughter is in this. And Lena Dunham. Kevin Dun- Smith's daughter's kind of growing up, too. She doesn't look like she's four years old anymore. They're all daughters of famous people. There might be some, like, uh, nepotism sneakiness going on with the casting in there. What do you think of that? Well, it's kind of everything in Hollywood these days. That's fair. Like, I started watching Ivan Reitman's daughter Catherine's new show, uh, Working Moms, which oh. you haven't watched, so it's sort of dumb to talk about. But it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It was funny. But yeah. I was like, this chick isn't. Like, I like her, but it just I was like, she's coming from somewhere. Like, there's a reason this happened. You know, you yeah. get that feeling of like... I, I like that, yeah. This doesn't feel authentic to me. Like, yeah. I feel like something is afoot. And then I was like, yep, Ivan Reitman. Like, okay, that makes sense. Like, okay. Jason Reitman's niece. Like, I get it. Yeah, one of the... Is he dead, Jason Reitman? Um, one of them Jason? is dead. No? No, he's, no, the, he's the young one. Oh. But yeah, and one of the guys on The Boys, one of the leads, is Dennis Quaid's son. I didn't know he even had a kid who was actually... Should be Randy yeah. Quaid's son. Everyone's somebody. <laughs> Randy Quaid. But yeah, the Margot Robbie's in this playing, uh, what's her face? Uh, that kid? Sharon Tate. Yep. Which... I don't know if anyone ever noticed this, but Margot Robbie's very attractive. It's an I, interesting thought I had. Strong, strong film. six. Oh. 
She's a lean six. But yeah, she's really good. She barely says anything either. She's mainly there, like, smiling and dancing around and being a babe. But, uh, it was good. Tarantino loves weird, like, occasional narration. Like, he doesn't use it throughout. The, you know, most movies that have narration, they use it, like, throughout to tell the, the whole story. He just... Like when he felt like a it. couple scenes, like when you need only when you need it, and Kurt Russell does the narration, which I thought was interesting. He always does like, like Samuel L. Jackson narrates in *Inglorious Bastards*, and Quentin Tarantino himself narrated uh, *Hateful Eight. I don't know, interesting narration. I'm in on it, and Kurt Russell's also in the movie. I thought he was going to be playing his character from *Death Proof*, but he did not, which I thought was a bummer. But it's it's like a it's a hangout movie. It doesn't have like a big, you know, a big point or poignancy or may, a little snuck in there. But most of it's just like Brad Pitt driving around to cool songs, like and having that awesome up dog. Babes. Brad oh. Pitt has a great pit bull. That's an important part of the movie. That dog should be up for an. Trying to dance Award. around spoilers a little bit, but yes, I have a whole thing about the ending. But do we not want to get into that? I don't think it's worth it. It just gets people to shut the show off. Yeah, just know that. Every minute of this movie is worth seeing, and you won't want to go to the bathroom. Yes. I didn't really love, uh, like, yeah. Jewish Al Pacino yes. agent character. No, that's I, good. And they wrote that part for him, which sort of pissed me off, because it's like, well, wouldn't it be better if they did that? He was very boring and forgettable. Like, I keep forgetting he was even in it, because it was only one scene, and he just shows up and is like, oh, I'm, like, I'm Al Pacino, here I am. But yeah, let's get into a couple nitpicks. If you thought we were... Oh, here's a nitpick. If you Uh thought this movie was going to get off without some Scotty and Ag nitpicks, you're out of your mind. I wish Margot Robbie had more lines. She's way more than just a pretty face. She's super talented. I think she will win an Oscar at some point. She should... uh, She was close on I, Tanya, I think. She was really good in that, and better than whoever won. I can't remember who won. I can't either, but whoever won... I was pissed. I remember being pissed. He's pissed. And it's time to take a stand. (laughs) He's taking a stand. One of the fake movies. Take with, a stand. One of the fake movies within this movie is Leo in like an action movie killing Nazis, and I thought that was kind of like that was cute, yeah. Well, no, I thought it was like you've done this already. You did a whole movie about it, like killing Nazis. I thought. Yeah, it was, it's like it's sort of like is Tarantino like obsessed with this? He's like, look, guys, I'm not actually a scumbag, like because like he says the N word in the Hateful Eight four hundred times, yeah. yet he's gonna have some Nazis die. It's like this just seems hypocritical. Yeah, to it's me. like sneak in something fresh. Like we've I like seen the, the, re- the rewriting history thing is cool. Which I won't say much about, but that some of that does happen in that's, this movie, too. That's what I was going to say. That was another nitpick I had. Like, while I thought it was charming and sweet, it's also what he did in Inglorious Bastards. Well, with the, like, rewriting history thing. It's cool, but... You don't I think mean, it's, like, a cool... It. You think it's a trope? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's done it twice now. Yeah. That's trope. That's, those it's are true. trope stats. Well, Margot Robbie had less dialogue than in another version. We saw one with two more minutes released. Yeah, so they that article. They, they like she. She said even less in the first cut. He like, had to like add scenes where she speaks. Because come on, people man. Complained. Uh, I like Damian Lewis as Steve McQueen. I felt like that was very underused. Yeah, they could have put I, him actually, in more scenes. I wish it had more like yeah. people playing older celebrities. Much cooler I love that, that way. stuff. I would have been all about that. Pacino was awful. And he's no. only good as the angry, loud, cool guy. Like any given Sunday, she Rain. Rain ass. Ooh, I, <laughs> I almost said Rain Man by accident. You just blew the microphones I out. Did I blow the mic out? Fine. I don't even think that's possible, but it's, <laughs> it just blew my ears out. I know. I heard something. I'm sorry, fans. Fans, I'll never Hello. do that again. 
Yeah. Um, I need to learn where to yell. But yes. Don't yell into the microphone. <laughs> I'm learning that bit by bit. It, uh, it doesn't go good. The headphones kind of cut out as well. But yeah, overall, I thought it was really great. He does. Yeah, I he, liked it a lot. But they could have cast anybody in the agent role instead of Pacino and saved themselves $11 million or whatever his rate is. Agent Zero. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see? And he does. People complain. Well, the jerk store called. Okay. They're running okay. out of you. You did jerk store already, and that's wildly unrelated. <laughs> and uh, like Tarantino does really long scenes. People are complaining about those, and like I hated it. Well, no, I I didn't mind it. Like there's scenes that are so long. In other movies, you'd be like, this is boring. But in this, like the whole Brad Pitt sequence when he goes to that. I love place. that. Right. Yeah, like people are complaining that that was boring. I was like, that was the best part of the movie. You like out of your damn mind? Yeah, come on, man. Although Bruce Dern was like, come on, a gay. snoozy. Bruce Dern should just—he's only eighty-one, but I feel like it's time. Let's just die. <laughs> it's over, Bruce. I feel like it's hang time. it up, pal. Yes, hang it up. Not your acting career. Ank wants you dead. Your life. Yes, it's over for you. It's over, Johnny. It's over. But uh. That was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I want to see it again also. To get a, a movie like this, you got to see at least one more Agreed. time. Agreed, yeah. I'll the go see it with you again. To like know for sure how you... Uh, Agreed. How you are on it. And... Uh, want to do Bachelorette? Yeah. Because we got to roll. It. we got 10 minutes and we got to get out. Of, I got to get in the shower. We got to get the hell out of here. We're going to see another flick, guys. Listen, this buddy, I got to go. Listen, buddy, I got to go. But thank you. We're going to meet Hobbs and Shaw, our parents. It's very exciting. But yeah, the, this is the Bachelorette finale we're about to Two dive into. part finale. Which I was very upset about. Like, I was all excited uh, to watch the finale, and then I pop it up on Hulu, and it said season finale part one. And, and then like, part two was not available, and yeah. you're like, oh, good. Now I won't even know what happens. Well, yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck. Of course this is a fucking two-parter. I <laughs> hated the half. final three guys. This is the end of an era. So, and real quick. I was at a thing the other night, and these two women were talking about The Bachelorette and the results, and I chimed in, and they were like, you watched The Bachelorette? And I was... I was How'd like, that go over for you, socially? Because I was like, yeah, I just watched it for the bit. And she was like, yeah, do you think I watched it for the scintillating drama? And I thought that was really funny. She got me good. It's like, yeah, this is why everyone watches this show, because it's, like, dumb and biddable. Yeah, everyone is making fun of it. It's not... Yes, yeah. it doesn't exist. But then, so the episode starts. Hannah's on the beach, like skipping rocks and going, like, "This is why you shouldn't date three men at the same time." Her falling down. Yes, I liked that a lot. I was hoping it'd be funnier than it was. That's big. Yeah, she's she was showing off her back again, which I said <laughs> nice she has, back, nice back. Baby got back. We're down to Tyler C, Hep. Pete the pilot, and Jed the crooner. They do the rose ceremony right up top. Pete is out. Pete's canceled. They have a long, tearful goodbye. Then they cut to in-studio where Pete is live crying. His parents are there. His mother is crying. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with these people? Like, did you see that? His mother... Hello. Hello. I need I'm you here. here. I'm here. The Pete. His mother crying in-studio? I did not see that. Wow. That was insane. But yeah. I saw... Oh, when they're... Oh, in the... In the... Like, in the... In After studio. the show or whatever. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. And like everyone's just all emotional. It's like, at least you got to bang her. I mean, not everyone else did. 
that's a big win, and he got to the season finale. It's like, what else do you need? Yeah, I, I'd honestly would prefer his out. He had the best possible outcome. He got to have sex with her, and now he's a semi-famous guy that could have sex with a lot of others. Yeah. So I don't see why that's such a big deal. Stop being upset about it, you dork. Yeah. Then Hannah comes out looking, frankly, dope as hell. Like she the dopest, good with the, the dopest she's ever looked. I think she's gotten work done since the show taped and the in-studio segments. What do you think? I'm sure she's Botox or something. Nothing okay. too ma- nothing major because she's been a part of it but then they go on and on for what felt like 75 minutes they bring back the windmill stuff because it's the only interesting thing happened that happened all season they brought that up like three times yeah. like, oh, and and then she, the, she goes like we didn't have sex two times it, it was, was four, four times, times. <laughs> and then there was legitimately 30 seconds of studio applause everyone like losing their damn minds it's like oh my god they had sex four times Exactly, only the opposite of that. They were cheery. The, uh, and then uh, she schleps Tyler C. off to meet the family. He, it's annoying when he, he always says Hannah Brown. When he talks about it, he's like, this my girl Hannah Brown. No she, good? I don't know. Just Everything he does is cool. Tall, cool guy She's stuff. She's such a special girl, and we just have the most special bond on earth. Everything's so special, bro. Everything's so special. Hey, Reggie Ray. And then she meets Jed's parents, and I was a little checked out during this quadrant. It's funny how people on the show treat hearing the words, I love you, like it's a foolproof definite. Oh, I said I love you. Yeah, like people lying oh, doesn't exist. One of the girls, she's like trying to make a decision, then she keeps coming back to like, well, he did say he loved me, though. There, <laughs> there was that. I can't, I mean, like that's her fallback. It's just insane. And, uh... Then we're on to the second part. Because it's the last episode, they give her this big monologue where she's like, I am changed. I'm not the same person I used to be. And other things that sound exactly like that. And then um, they're like on the way to the proposal and she has to like choose like on the way to getting proposed to by both of these guys. I didn't even really understand that part, but it's... It's very ridiculous. They show her standing there for too long. She falls in the middle of the street, like Hank mentioned, <laughs> which was probably the most dramatic thing that ever happened on the entire Hannah, show. look out! Then she's at the altar with Tyler C. and tells him, I'm in love with someone else. Safe. And it's like, well, you should have said who it was. I mean, he knows. It's the other guy. And I'm watching it, like, clutching my pearls, going like, wow, <laughs> what a reveal. Can you believe it? So then Ty- Day and night she talks. Each word Ooh. more useless than the next. Mm, that was a long Day one. Too. And night. Oh, oh, you're playing it again. The new bit where you play them to be annoying. I'm out on. It's an accident. The uh, so then it's just Jed. I finally learned his name in the final. Did episode. you hear his dog food commercial? I did. And you listened to it. He's got a bright future writing dog food. It's jingles. really. Can I play it? Oh, please. It's so bad. But yeah, him arriving at the proposal thing, he gets out of the car holding an acoustic guitar, which is how I everyone... love how you texted me that too. You're like, oh no, he got out of the car with his acoustic. Yeah, and that, I was like, that, yes. That couldn't wait to, till the podcast. I need to talk about I that hated, I hated that. I had an audible like by myself. Oh yeah, I think I sighed to myself. Oh no. I was like, where is this clip? It was awful, dude. I watched him get out of the car, and I was like, oh, no. He's got but, good then, t- he had, like, some dumb T-shirt on. He plays a shivery little song. They oh. yammer for a bit. He proposes, and she says yes. And then he goes, it's us, which made me laugh. They're just, like, canoodling. And he's just like, it's us, which, like, means nothing, but... Yeah. And then she gives him one last rose. 
This is it. Now that's a jingle. His voice sucks. Yeah. And his guitar playing and every other. It sounds like the palm of his hand is just hitting the strings. Shiv. And then, so like, he proposes, she says yes, and they're all like, ba ba ba. Then they fast forward in time a bit, and there's a whopper of a reveal. Jed has a girlfriend. Uh oh. Wow. Sneaking like a boo or something. There's where I need that Just sound effect. Just because we're bereaved doesn't make us sad. There we go. <laughs> no, no, not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go through this whole insane back and forth all season. Then after he proposes, she says yes. It's like I have a girlfriend. <laughs> like sorry. I just it was insane. And then, like, oh, then well, I don't cu- know what to do. Yeah. They cut to in-studio, and they try to talk it out, and they don't... And then he comes back to the house, and Hannah's sitting on the couch, and he does the... Classic. Knock. And even that fucking killed me. I was like, who knocks like that? Like, mm. that's... Stop it. Yeah. That's, that's like an old that's movie a, thing. That's a performative knock. Like, just knock. Just, just give me two taps. Yeah. Or... And I also think it's funny when characters on the show, they all act like they're, on the, they're their own psychiatrist. Like, they know themselves so well. Like, Jed's going, clarity means truth. I see that now. I was letting myself dwell in a hurtful lifestyle. It's like, did you... Woof. You didn't, everyone's so smart after the fact. Yeah, that's, He's like, I finally get now that's that That's lousy, Jed. I shouldn't have entered a... Hey, dating, Jed, you're lousy. I shouldn't have entered a reality competition TV show where I have a girlfriend. That was foolish. Fair me. point. But, uh, yeah, she takes the ring off. They break up again. It's, uh, then the show ends with in studio. They bring out Tyler C. And that host, what's that guy's name again? Chris Harrison. That host sucks. He's like, wow, I feel like the Beatles are here because this crowd's going wild. Everything he said was poisonous. And then it ends with them agreeing to go on a date. So that's something of a cliffhanger. Then the host went, uh, hey, we can ship this, can't we, audience? He's very hit with shipping. Mm. And, uh, yeah, then, then it ends. That's that. Yeah. Um, that, that I'm was looking forward to Bachelor in Paradise starting on Monday. We'll put it that way. Wow. I thought... <laughs> was, oh, you thought you were out. Yeah. I'm was, pulling you back in. I, I like the idea of The Bachelor being over for a little while. No, 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 no. Oh, no. We gotta have something for the ladies. Wow. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. The ladies, yeah. Just ladies, know that I'm pulling for you. Let's and talk about Scott, it now. Scott's gonna let us down. I hope he's not. Wow. Let's get in a podcast-destroying on-air fight about it right now. Like Opie and Anthony style? Yes. It'd be so uncomfortable. But more violent. We've never had a real argument, you and I. I know. Let's I don't know, try I, it out. I don't think it'd be fun. <laughs> Let's do 90 seconds of Departing, because no. I gotta get in the shower and wash myself. Fogging sounds pretty fogging sick. This guy sucks, by the way. Oh, yes, we're in the departed now. I have a co signer. Matt Damon with just vacant expression on his face. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Welcome to your new home. I'm going to kill you here in a few hours. Just going to say. No. Nailed it. This is kind of a sort of a big 
place. I love the I idea that we're time. still only yeah, we're, we're in 16 yeah. minutes, 45 seconds yeah. into the film yeah, with two hours, 14 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, we're still in like the yeah, prologue of this movie. They're still like explaining <laughs> who these characters are. I have a cosign and we talked right over it. That'll be a big momentous episode when we finally get to the end in like a hundred episodes or so. Yeah, you do the, do the math. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I'm not good at math either. Monty, send us a text. Yeah, Monty, or if someone else wants to do the math, <laughs> can figure out that? when we're going to be done I with never the noticed Departed. that wipe they just did. Did you, have you, had you noticed that before, where it wipes from that one shot of DiCaprio to the other shot of him alone at the casket? I can't imagine I haven't noticed that, just because I've seen it so much, but I don't know what you're talking about. And we could rewind it, but then the fans would get all messed up. I think the fans are barely hanging in with this segment yeah. as it is. Like, your original idea for 60 seconds was probably better. I bumped yes. it up to 90 because I'm sick, mm. as you know. No doubt. Tax-free. We can't conceal that you were a trainee. You'll be convicted of a crime. Unfortunately, are we cutting off Martin? I have to stop right here. That wow. was 90. Yep. That was like 95 seconds. Sorry, Marty. Just no fans that we're coming back to a good part. Yes. We'll put it that way. Let's sneak in some plugs. I'd like I to have recommend. None. Go nuts. Check out Uncle to Uncle, another fun, cheeky movie podcast. And follow Night Openings on Instagram. They suspended him on Twitter, and it's kind of a fucked up tragedy. It's one of the few good things on Twitter, and I hope they rectify that. But in the meantime, follow him on Instagram. Follow Enough the Podcast on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Skipsies, and you can follow me if you want to. Rate and review the show on iTunes, SoundCloud. It really helps the numbers and such. Tell a friend, and make sure you go see Hobbs and Shaw before next week's show, because it's going to be nothing but us talking about Hobbs and Shaw for probably three and a half hours. Folks, have a goo. Have a goo, woman. <laughs>